Hello and welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, an opinion podcast presented by Mook Media. Please be aware that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the host platform. Outside the Zeitgeist is funded by people like you, for some reason. And now, here are your hosts, Greg and Charles. All right, welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, episode 21. I am your resident misanthrope, Charles. I am your resident skeptic, Greg. Cheers, Greg. Cheers, Charles. Don't forget to dislike, subscribe, share, comment, and dislike the video to show that the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Very good, Greg. You're, uh, you're uh, memorizing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Once I come up with it, it's easy to memorize. Okay, and uh, so let's get into the today's nightmare fuel and weigh in on all of that. So the first thing we got is apparently Kevin Spacey. Oh wait, going... hold up! Before we get into all this disappointing oh. stuff, oh, what do you really, got? really disappointing stuff? Um, I was watching a video, and apparently the fifth state of matter was sustained for a solid second in outer space. The fifth state of matter. Which state of matter are you referring to? You're talking about Bose-Einstein condensate. Yes. Yeah. That's already been well. That's been. They've done, done it for um, uh, a thousand. Uh, what the the way the guy described it is that a full second is a thousand times longer mm-hmm. than they'd been able to sustain it on Earth for. Yeah, because I was, was going to say they they were able to obtain that in the, the early aughts. So I just found it very interesting. Um, I thought it was a, a worthwhile mention, and yeah. it makes me uh, still positive that science is a real subject that gets stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the real science, not people talking bullshit saying it's science. Moving on to bullshit science. Um, well, that's kind of really a discontinuation. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing we had was uh, Kevin Spacey going back to Hollywood because, you know, every everyone after they served their sentence in the, the popular court of, you know, we got to kill everyone, gets to go back to Hollywood. Except even for though, Cosby. Except for Cosby. Although, it's probably because he's black. And then, and then, of course, you know, I don't think uh, Kevin Spacey really served anything. His uh, his accusers had mysterious things happen to them. Yes. You know. Much like those uh, cl- people of uh, who dealt with the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Very mysterious dealings. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so, have you heard about this movie, Greg? I heard about the movie. I think it is hilarious. It is... It feels like a troll to me. Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, you know it's true. I know it's true. I know it's so true that I'm going to make a movie about it that actually nets me a profit just because you dared to try and get me for it. Yeah, though apparently in the movie he's, he's uh, falsely accused. Okay. Okay. You know, so. I mean, my, um, I'm still on the fence about anything that happened because uh, there's nothing... No, There was no real trial, was there? Right, no, there wasn't a trial at so, all. I mean... I can't say one way or another whether he is guilty or isn't guilty. But, you know, that, and realistically, in anything, uh, you, um, you can, uh, you, you have to go by statistical probability, right? What do you, what do you think is more likely the case versus what do you think is not? So, I mean, when you have a situation where somebody's accusers all just, or at least their public accusers all just happen to, uh, not be around anymore. Um, uh, you know what's that line by Garrick uh, from DS Nine? I, I believe in coincidences. Coincidences happens every day. I just don't trust coincidence. It's a good line. Uh, I I just think, keep thinking about one of my favorite movies of his, 
the usual suspects. Oh, yeah? And the next time something happens, he will be one of the usual suspects. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually, uh, I was actually going to punch in the big kahuna the other day, because I was like, oh, what do I want to watch? And he was in that with Danny DeVito. So um, what, you didn't put it in? No, I decided to watch, um, fuck, I can't remember now. That's a shame. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that kind of goes to the thing of, uh, you know, separating the art from the artist and whatnot, because let's face it, he has played a lot of good roles and does have a lot of acting this, talent. This is why I always say, I think Tom Cruise is a despicable individual. Um, you know, he has a lot left to be, uh, he's just a terrible human being. As most people are. Right. But I respect his ability to act. Mm -hmm. He does an incredible job acting. Yeah. Regardless of um, how terrible of a person is. Yeah. That's why I also, I ignore anything that has to do with Michael Jackson. And I just listen to the music as it's music. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's, that's all I can do. It's a... Yeah. I mean, I'll still <clears> watch <throat> Jerry Maguire. I'll still watch Seven. You know, I'll still watch, uh, you know. Deplorable people still create sometimes very amazing things. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it goes, um, it, it's, uh, you know, like I was talking about before, you know, a while ago, you know, uh, what can you get out of something versus the intent of what goes into it. Right? Sure. But speaking about what you can get out of something, um, uh, apparently Alexandria Grifcasio-Cortez wants to get something out of her horrific wartime experiences. What wartime experiences? You know, the one that didn't happen when she was in a building far away from all those people that decided to go into the Capitol. And then or, I'm she, sorry, the Citadel. Then she claimed that there was some sort of um, scare and it had to uh, be evacuated and crap of that nature. She's getting therapy, I hear, for yeah. for PTSD or something. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, she just keeps making shit up left and right. I mean, maybe that's what she needs therapy for, the fact that she keeps making shit up left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think she came to the realization, oh, shit, I'm actually Trump. Except the younger female version of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, one can only hope or cry or whatever. It's, fu it's funny because she actually voted in line with Trump. Mm-hmm. Against the Democrats on almost every time something like that happened. Yeah, but at the same time, too, you had, you know, back when it was a whole Trump in office and orange man bad, he had all the Democrats voting to give him more spying powers and more military and this, Well, that that's and because thing. it benefits them once they get rid of Trump, mm -hmm. which they did. Uh, they get to use well, all the things that they passed. Well, yeah, if they got rid of him. but Okay, if he'd gotten another term... Mm -hmm. He'd eventually been gone, and whether or not the particular Democrats who seem to be in charge right now were still there, overall, the party would have access to those particular yeah. uh, things. So, my thought... Well, I mean, Trump Trump still advanced all their agendas, just sure. not... not it just... He just didn't... He was... He, you ever seen the movie The Hudsucker Proxy? No. What is that? So, The Hudsucker Proxy is where this company is failing... And they get they put this idiot in charge of the company, and the idiot actually winds up having a good idea that makes the company a bunch of money. So okay. that that's kind of the same thing with Trump. They they you know 
they probably realized that. I mean, one of the ways, one of the things that inspired him getting elected is they probably realized that you know, hey, the American people are unhappy. You know, we're still unhappy. Yeah, true. But you know, Trump at least uh, made us seem made, happier. Made made a bunch of people <laughs> like feel like stuff was happening, but really behind the scenes, it was stuff going on for the establishment. Okay. Okay. I mean. I mean, it's it's not a direct parallel, but it's it's a close enough parallel. You know. Let's move on. Okay. Um, well, speaking of things going on behind the scenes, you know, and you can talk about what's going on with the Federal Reserve and everything. Yep. And I'm mentioning about the repo operations, and apparently the repo operations have gotten up to the point where they're putting out, I believe the New York Federal Reserve website said $400 billion in overnight operations. Which is basically just creating four hundred billion dollars overnight. That's that's insane. It, it, you know, it, it, it's there's a lot of like little details that goes into it, and they're all bullshit details to meant to cloud everything. But that's that's basically what it is. So you know, and, and we've been talking about this with like inflation and the dollar. Yeah, I mean the do- the dollar is just gonna. Yeah, and then you have like cryptocurrency and everything. I'm... What's going on with that? Which you know you have Elon Musk who's you know, he's supposedly this bad boy, uh, yeah, right. uh, bad boy uh, in the, in the sense of like cryptocurrency, he's like the promoter of cryptocurrency, but he's, you know, you saw what happened with Bitcoin after what he did. He's just, sure. as, he's just as big as part of manipulating things as everybody else. I'd like to just point out that, oh, GameStomp, yeah, is back up to $254 viewers. I'm not lying. It is on my phone. The stock market reports $254 as of the close of today. I've been tracking GameStop for the past few weeks. And even though the media has refused to talk about this. Yeah, there's been a resurge in the me- in the meme stocks. Absolutely. So AMC th- is going back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, GameStop, I think there was another one I was keeping track of. Uh, Nokia I was keeping track of. They haven't gone up as much as they did, but... I am astounded that nobody is talking about this amongst many other topics. Hopefully, us talking about this will get it to you. And you'll be able yeah, to do well. your research on the subject, too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still, it's another, it seems like it's another push by the Wall Street Bets community. Absolutely. Which is, it's pretty funny, because overnight you had these these people that um, don't have a whole lot of money individually, but collectively they managed to came to come together and, and put a dent in the... The uh, the the wallets of all the hedge funds and everything like that, and of course they're getting they're getting the shit end of the stick by sure. actions in Congress and whatnot. I think um, anyone who believes that the uh, either party is um, innocent in this is uh, is in the wrong. Yeah, I mean there's no there's no good guys. I mean first off, GameStop. You know, you look at GameStop and AMC and whatnot, and like what they're failing uh, businesses. GameStop has to reinvent itself. AMC will have to reinvent itself. It doesn't. I don't really. I mean, it has the net. The well, they also have the uh, the channel as well. Is it owned by someone else? I think. Um, I, I think they used to have a channel, but I, well, I they think they still have the doesn't, American classic doesn't China, uh, channel. Doesn't China or have American a big interest channel. in AMC as well? Possibly. I don't know. I can't remember. But it's, it. You know, it's uh interesting to watch what's going on I, I don't you know i don't think it's going to help any any one of us <laughs> not unless i invest in that right now i take two thousand dollars i toss it at gamestop and mm-hmm. i lose all the money yeah yeah never, watching never buy on the rise i was watching this really good skit uh by ryan long 
and it's like uh, he's talking about, yeah, I, I have a magical uh, ability to predict when GameStop is going to lose money. I put all this money in and it just goes down. And then it climbs back up and put all this money in and it goes down. And his wife comes out, his fake wife in the scenario, and says, mm-hmm. um, she starts bitching about him spending all this money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't complain about you and your hobbies. I do yoga. Yours <laughs> cost uh, was a mortgage on the house. Um, so let's see what else we got. So I don't. So I've talked before about the, the anti BDS legislation, and um, and this person Abby Martin who was going to have a uh, speaking engagement in Georgia. Uh, the whole thing with, with that went on with that was she was being told uh, that she had to sign a um, thing basically disavowing BDS. And some saying, some are saying uh, like a loyalty pledge to Israel or whatever. Uh, although I don't remember her saying that specifically in her interview back a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the case went to federal court, and the, the case was presented by this organization called Care, um, and they won. I think I've heard about that organization before. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what they are, but but they won the case against Georgia, saying it was a violation of rights because it was part of legislation. I mean, of course, it didn't really help that right after um, Abby Martin was denied this speaking engagement, they changed the legislation for uh, to say that anybody that had a contract rate of a thousand dollars had to do all this stuff, you know, anti BDS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, they changed it to, I think it said $50,000, a contract worth at least $50,000 had to sign all this stuff. But, um, what's it called? The, uh, so yeah, it was, it was found to be unconstitutional, which was the expected outcome. Um, but, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, when, when people, and I was thinking about this the other day, you know, you, you think about like, uh, um, um, Go on. The, the whole saying of, like, Jews running the world and whatnot. Now, of course... It's a stupid statement. Well, it is, but at the same time, you know, it, it, if you look at it through the lens of all Jews running the world, right, it's it's the same thing as, like, white supremacy, right? Like, every white, white, white person is a white supremacist. But you do have, you know, who are some of the most uh, influential financiers of the world? You have the Israeli government, you have the Rothschild family... And what the Rothschild family, which is involved in pretty right, much every okay. central bank. Th- this is, I get that statement, mm-hmm. but the way it's used. Yeah, yeah, no. What I'm is right, and what absolutely I'm, terrible. Right, what I'm saying is I'm looking at it from a, from a different angle, where it's just a few select people. Because you know, you look back at 9/11, you had the dancing Israelis, and then you look what you know what was going on in Syria with the Golan Heights, and you know how the U.S is always uh, a firm backer of whatever the fuck Israel wants to do and this, that, and the other thing. It's it, not that I'm saying that it's true, but I'm saying it, it, le- it leads credibility to that notion, right? I mean, the fact that you have legislation in different parts of this country where it says, you can't talk bad about this country. Now, granted... Um, where is that? What, the legislation? Yeah. In Georgia, that's what the whole case was about. That was Other what, than Georgia. Um, the, uh, the, I can't remember the states off the top of my head. I'd have to look and so see. I'm very uninformed on any of this stuff. I still don't understand what BDS is. So BDS is boy- boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Now, yes, I'm I not... still don't understand. I understand the words. <clears throat> right, right. I don't understand what the actual. All right, shut up. Sorry, I can explain is. it. So remember, remember, 
apartheid South South Africa? Yeah, I don't know what apartheid is either. Okay, so apartheid is when you have one group of people, when you have tiers of citizenry, where you have one group of people who have a certain amount of rights, and then other group of people that has lesser amount of rights. Hold up, hold up, that sounds like America. We have the rich people <laughs> with one set of rights, and we have anybody else that's not in the 1% with mm -hmm. a lesser set of rights. So please be more specific. Well, this is explicitly written into the laws. So in, in the case of South South Africa, it was... Okay, so it's there. It's a, a country where there are laws that are purposefully racist or yeah. ethnicist yeah. or something. Right, where it, where it creates uh, So China layers. is the same, then? Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I believe China is the same. But Israel is the same as well. Like I was mentioning with Red the other day, you know, she and I could not get married because I'm not ethnically Jewish. Okay. Right? That's why Israel, Israel is an apartheid state. Um, okay. Now, so, is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, I mean, if we're if the interest is e is equality, then yeah. Then yes. Is there any way it can be seen as a good thing? Well, I mean, everything has its benefits and detriments, so it depends on what you consider to be a benefit. Okay. Right. So. Just, I only ask these questions because the way I keep hearing people use that statement, it sounds like you should be outright against this type of stuff. Well, yeah, no I mean, the, apartheid is typically for ethnic supremacy. Okay. All right, that's that's the that's the goal, right? Which which is also like what Israel is explicitly. It's an ethnic supremacist state. Actually, it's ethics. Its goal is ethnic theocracy. I can fucking speak. Theocracy. Ethnic theocracy. Yes. So is the rest of the Middle East as well the same way? Yeah, you have you have that a, a lot with the Middle East as well. Okay. Now here's now here's the thing, right? So boycott, divestment, sanctions were used to end to help end the apartheid in South Africa. Now boycott and divestment, you know, we all know what boycott is. Don't buy shit. Divestment, don't invest in. But sanctions, sanctions, I'm not something I'm not for because that's a form of financial siege warfare. What is sanctioning? So sanctioning is you're preventing money, basically preventing money from going in and out of a country. Right, so this is what you have going so on with Venezuela. China, you're preventing money from going in and out of China. Mm -hmm. okay. It prevents them from engaging in trade with other countries, right? Which is which is devastating. To, I mean, we see what we see what's going on with, with Venezuela because Venezuela can't get a lot of stuff because they're being sanctioned. Now, wouldn't that require that there be multiple countries engaging in the same thing? Yeah, but everybody everybody just bows to whatever the American. American military might want. So it still means that multiple countries are working together. Mm -hmm. It's just the United States is enforcing it. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the uh, the hegemon of the empire of American states. Okay. So. So, you know, and 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 that's the thing, right? Because seems you, wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, boycott and divestment, fine. Sanctions, I'm 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 not for in any in any case, but. Um, you know, when we talk, but when we talk about like Israel and Palestine and whatnot, and and people want to say, oh, well, the Palestinians and you know their belief system is not much better. Well, the Palestinians aren't the one creating war crimes right now. You know, they're not the one doing crimes against humanity right now. Wouldn't it be specific groups that align with the Palestinians that would be it? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. You can't, you know, and this is one thing I said in my in my uh, solo episode I did last week. You can't just monolith a whole bunch of group of people just because of a belief system that they're around. Yet, it seems to be, to me at least, that everyone does that. Yeah, well. Everyone from the United States all the way to China, they, they try to monolith mm -hmm. groups of people. Because so it's, that, it's, it's easier, easy, to, easier it's to deal. It's to control people. Well, it's easier to control people. It's also, but for the average person, it's easier to just deal with people in, in that way. They don't have to think. And who wants to think, you know? I do. 
Yeah, you and I, but, you know, for the rest of the world, we've, we've uh, went beyond the age of reason, so. No, there was never an age of reason. There was just an age of more reasonable people amongst unreasonable people. Oh, is that what it is? But, uh, but speaking of uh, this, uh, stuff for Israel, so I, I was watching the other day, and this commercial came up, and it was a commercial... It was basically, it was so funny because it was obviously this bunch of evangelicals, evangelical organization. It's like, Jesus is so great. Give money to Israel. <laughs> and that's basically what the commercial was. So you're telling me the Jews for Jesus have started a... Uh, no, no, this wasn't Jews for Jesus. No, no, no that's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's, okay. It's the Jews for Jesus. <laughs> no, this was some Christian uh, evangelical organization. That's why it has to be the Jews for Jesus. <laughs> And I'm just like, and this was, you know, this was only a couple days ago after everything that's gone on. I was like, yeah, that sits well. <laughs> well, but, uh, I don't know. What I do know is that the MSM have still decided that they want to be selective in how they cover shootings across the United States. Mm -hmm. Oh, Because yeah. a couple days back... On the death day of uh, George Floyd, yep. there was a drive-by shooting in which 31 rounds were fired. The um, I believe the car came around, shot, then came around again and shot up some more. And at least I think one person... Um, yeah. yeah, I believe it was a BLM member. Possibly. <laughs> that, that's, Possib that's the funniest part about it. Well, that's why... I mean, that's... You know, funny as in the, the not getting reported is because they're not going to say that some BLM member got uh, gunned down by other black people, you know. Well, of course not. That goes against their entire narrative. Mm -hmm. So, I saw articles um, today, finally, by uh, most of the mainstream medias online, okay? Mm -hmm. But, yesterday, when I was looking it up, when I was trying to find anything about it, um, when I typed in shooting, because I was figuring, oh shit, this is going to be like the most covered story ever. The first thing that came up was something that had nothing to do with it. In fact, it only had to do with the rioting in Portland or Seattle or one of those places out, out west that was not right at all George Floyd Square. That's the funny part about it is that it was in the George Floyd Square. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they, they sometimes they say it's terrible to make jokes, but... Well, no. I just I, see the entire thing as, a, a, as comedy. Do I need to punch up the picture I found of George Floyd's to wear again? <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the entire thing would be even more comical if it wasn't a terrible situation at the same time. Yeah. And then, of course, there's... Um, well, I still find it comical, but that's oh, because sure. I hate, it, hate everybody. Um, there was also a shooting in uh, San Jose. Mm -hmm. And I hear that's not getting as much coverage as people thought. And then there was another shooting I heard about. Mm -hmm. What did I say a few weeks ago that there was going to be more coverage of shootings? Yeah, apparently you were wrong. There's apparently less coverage of shootings. Well... <laughs> Forgive me. Even so, though shootings are an everyday thing. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but, uh... Did you know you could be fined in Canada for shaking hands? The Come funny, kick it, us fuckers! The funny part about the video that I watched was that... Oh, I the, saw the video. The cop, if you could call him a cop, was within six feet of the guy mm -hmm. that he was giving the fine to. And yeah. he should have fined himself for being within six feet 
of the individual. And they almost shook hands themselves because he was handing him the, uh, the ticket. That's basically shaking hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've said it before. I mean, I always find the whole, I, the whole term rule of law to be interesting because, you know, I view rule and law to be two different things. Sure. And we live on, you know, I would say we live under rule. We don't live under law. I mean, the whole thing with this, with what's been going on with the 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 vidya and whatnot, you know, and because also in Canada you've got the, uh, hey little kitty, you want some ice cream? No, my <laughs> mom you... told me to stay away from strangers. I think I still abide by her rules. You know, if you see a if you see a man in a machine in a in a, <laughs> a, machine. a, a van, I should say. <laughs> And he's trying to hand you sweets. That's when you, you find yourself in a stranger danger moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. You need to run away from that guy as fast as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, give, in Canada, giving kids ice cream to give them shots. No, no, I no. Mean, First they have to get the shot. Then they can oh, get yeah, the that's It's right. a trade. Right. First, I trade over my body to your experimental um, shot. And then you give me crappy ice cream, which and, is also just uh, as bad for me. As uh, many of the free food that they're handing out to people who have gotten the shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, you know, because I've talked before about how society and people in general just dehumanizes kids and treats them as nothing, right? Sure. They treat them as, they treat them as pets and, and nothing They else. don't listen to the word of child. Usually the word of a child is uh, considered worthless. Yeah, and, and I was actually, you know, and somebody was, uh, was actually, uh, I was watching somebody the other day and saying, oh, yeah, children have inherent need for approval. And I'm like, no, that's that's not true. I mean, kids, Some do. But some that's, do, that's right. It's the personality of a lot of people, too. Right, it's, and that's that's basically the point I was making. I mean, and, you know, this whole idea that people have that kids are unable to make decisions on their own, you know, whenever I, I work I with... I strongly disagree with that. Well, I mean, I've seen proof of the opposite because whenever I talk to kids, I explain, okay, you know, you know because I was there for tutoring them and whatnot, um, and I just tell them, here's your options. You do this, this is what's likely going to happen. If you do this, this is what's likely going to happen. It's your life, you make the decision. And I, I will, um, I want to say that at the age of three, I was able to make decisions mm -hmm. for myself, okay? I was cognizant of decisions that I was making. I didn't know if they were good decisions. In fact, I would say my lack of experience probably, uh, got me into more trouble because I made bad decisions. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It, it, most okay. people will make bad decisions, and it was the same thing with the kids as, you know, any other I else. Got, I got stronger and I got wiser from all the bad decisions I did make and all the good decisions I made, mm -hmm. and that got me to where I am today. Um, but a child can make a decision. It's just they're not aware necessarily of the consequences right, because of their decisions. It's because the only th people, like, there's this whole thing, right, of, oh, kids' brain isn't fully developed and your brain fully develops... People don't even know what the fuck that means. And the word develop is such... It's not... The, the context gets so warped in this. In, in, this con, in this context, the word developing of the human brain just means growing in size. That's all it, that's all it means. Now... So I'm, I'm in, almost certain that as your brain gets bigger, you can process more things more quickly. Well, yeah, but that has nothing to do with the... Um, what's it called? the growing in size of the, the development of the brain, as it were, in the natural uh, growth process. That yes. happens because of the natural function of the brain, which is to optimize. Your brain is always trying to optimize 
for any situation that you're in. The more you do something, the better you get and the faster you get so, on it. That is a natural function of the brain. It doesn't matter what age you are at. I think this is another one of those times where the, um, the English language, mm -hmm. at the very least, is not well-defined enough with words well, certain, that we're yeah. using. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of those words get redefined in such ways that they become more ambiguous. Hold that thought. We'll get into that in sure. a little bit. Um, but, you know, the one thing about this whole thing with the with the Vidya and the Doom spell and everything is... Uh, so here, I was actually having a couple of thoughts the other day. First thought, I was... Don't, don't do too much of that. Yeah, thing. I know. It's so hard. I'm like my penis. But uh, one thing I was thinking is, you know, and when it comes to, like, dating and, and sex and everything like that... I was like, you know, if there was any hope or any possibility, not hope, but any possibility that I might actually date somebody or even have sex with somebody, that all went away when the Doom Spell came out. Because now I have no idea who's taken what of all this experimental medication, and you have some of the medication which is not going to have immediate effects, it's going to have stochastic effects, which means stuff that you pass on to your, you don't experience, but you pass on to your children. Um, it's gonna be, um... and, you know, and, and I don't know who's got it. And then, you know, when you have the things like with, with like the, the Red Cross discovering that some of the, these, uh, these, uh, cocktails will actually destroy your natural antibodies. Well, yeah, no, that can, that can spread, spread through blood as well. So, you know, this, this whole largely untested, proprietary, unaccountable, cocktail that that's getting injected into people regardless of whatever brand you're getting that might just spread through even sex so i'm just like a, no i want to make a point here all right real quick yeah sure all of this talk about the uh, the vaccine uh -huh. and uh, all this crap just makes me think of the fact that biden has been claiming so many of the things that trump put into the works right and in a few years from now if there are issues, if in even a few months from now, if be there are issues, Trump. it'll go back to Trump. Because who gets blamed for the fact that we didn't look into Wuhan, uh, the laboratory, last year well enough? Yeah, Trump. Trump is getting blamed for it. It's, Except Trump was the one who brought it up And people don't believe publicly. it because they're stupid. It, it is the most hilarious thing I've seen and, the media do. Is that they, are, they are trying to backtrack their white into a position where they can't be blamed. And the other thing, uh, for the other thing I was thinking on about, any of this. because this that you know that plays into it. What we're seeing happen right now is by far the greatest crime against humanity Absolutely. throughout all human history, and there are so many willing participants in it. Either by the fact that they're stupid and they spend their entire lives living by only what they're told. Or just because they're authoritarian pieces of shit. I'm, I'm, Which you, I, then I know a lot of, those lot of usually... people that I consider to be, in some regard, more studied on certain subjects than myself. Okay? Mm -hmm. They are, I'm not going to say they're necessarily smarter than me, mm -hmm. but they are to a degree, at least in some degree, more intelligent in certain fields than I am. Right. Okay? And I think some of them can make faster connections between um, pattern recognition mm -hmm. for when we play games or other things right. to get them to a to a quicker. Um, I know one person you're probably talking about, but there, there's a number of people right. that I know that can get to these 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 same uh, conclusions faster than I can. And I thought that they were very 
very, very um, intelligent type people, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, at my level or a little bit above me in some regards. And the way they've responded to this entire uh, last year has really made me question if they're really, if it's just certain subjects that they're better than me at, mm -hmm. or if there's, you know, I, I'm, I'm so disappointed in some of my friends and family. And it's like people uh, who had a choice a long time ago between uh, having all them nice things or uh, freedom. Of course, they uh, chose comfort. That that basically sums it up. My my brother, I thought he was a pretty smart guy. I didn't think he was as smart as myself. Um, I thought he was better with socialization skills, mm -hmm. and I still think he's better with socialization skills. But I think he's not tried developing his intelligence further. He's not tried studying... Critical thinking habits. Yes. And I think that's a, that's a problem I find with a lot of uh, some, uh, some of my friends who I thought were a little bit more uh, than me. Because they went into friends? programming. <laughs> Fuck you. They went into programming, and I decided that I didn't care about programming. Or any computer-type <laughs> skill mm -hmm. field, because I just thought it was, it was boring. Yeah. Right? So I never went into it. So, on certain subjects, they seem wildly more intelligent than myself, and that's just because I don't have the knowledge of that field. Right. But they've made decisions that I, I question. It's like, are you not looking at what's happening? Are yeah. Are you not I'm, seeing what's there? I mean, because there's, there's different... Because there's different there's kinds di of intelligence. Right, there's different, well, different practices of intelligence. Sure. So critical thinking is one that's, you know, sorely... Um, Missing. Yeah, in our, in our society, but... You know, and, and you, you hit on a point. I mean, like, I, I never, if you would have asked me a year ago, I didn't think I could get any more disappointed in humanity than, than I was at the time. And then the hold doom. Up, and hold then, up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me you were actually hopeful? No, no, no. I, I thought but I hit, I thought I hit rock bottom of what no, humanity could be. That's what I'm saying. You were hopeful that this was the rock bottom. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then the vidya came out, and then everybody's reactions to it, and, you know, I'm, and this this goes to like why I am the way I am, right? Because like I talk the way I do, and act the way I do because it helps me easily weed out all the stupid people because that are more interested in performative nonsense than actual context of character. Sure. And and this whole past year, that's all you've seen is all this performative nonsense, non-thinking, you know, bullshit. And you know, I'm I'm happy. Because it just shows that I was right. <laughs> so this leads into my next piece of Nightmare Fuel. Um, I watch a, a variety of different um, personalities mm -hmm. on various social media platforms. Right. YouTube would be one of the, the main ones, though. Yeah, but because unfortunately a lot of people don't want to get off YouTube. No, but I do watch stuff on Rumble and other shoot in here and there. Mm -hmm. And David Pakman is a person I've, I've decided is... He presents an opinion that is not what I'm thinking. So it is probably somebody I should listen to occasionally. Right. Just to see how other people think about a situation. Yeah. And multiple times I see him miss the entire thing. Like, he, he could throw a dart and he would be, he'd have hit the guy that was drinking in the, at the bar as opposed to hitting the board. Right. This is one of those times I've see, I see him miss the subject completely. Because he is attributing... The falling deaths and case counts to the fact that the vaccine has gotten to, like, 40 or 40% 40 of the population has gotten two, two doses. Right. And the fact that he said two doses was interesting to me. 
because there's a couple vaccines that only require one dose. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up that it was 60% of the population that at least got their first dose. He didn't say one dose. He said their first dose or right. something like that. So that tells me the sources he's looking at are not considering Johnson Johnson or AstraZeneca or any of those other things that might be just one-shot type stuff, mm -hmm. uh, which is disappointing because you would think someone who seems intelligent, at least as far as how he talks, would be intelligent. Yeah. But he comes out and he's attributing all of this. But if you were all the way back to January, right after the 7th or something like that, mm -hmm. the case numbers were dropping astronomically. And people were saying, well, it's not attributed to the case counts. How do you drop astronomically? Ah, you go from a uh, 10 to a 7 to a 4 <laughs> into a 3-1, right? It's, you know, it's... it's Exponentially? A, astronomically. Okay. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing I've always been noticing about with at least the, the data trackers mm -hmm. is that the deaths uh, didn't seem to climb much, much, much higher than it was when the, it first came out. Yeah, I mean, and the, it's the whole thing like with, the, with this new virus. It's, it's the same thing I've been saying for the past year. You know, you don't see, like, the, the coronavirus, big deal. There's other coronaviruses out there. Yeah. And you don't see people getting this all up in arms every time the rhinovirus comes out. People comes keep, around. keep saying that this, this particular coronavirus keeps mutating. And that they found more coronavirus. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I just think I mean, they keep I remember, I remember when it first came out, and it was like, oh, it mutates faster than normal. Okay, how? I'm I'm waiting. I've not heard anything. Uh, Bill Gates has dropped off the map, by the way. Oh yeah, because um, he's he's not in favor with a lot of people now. Of course, of course. All these people that were in that's the, the news. other thing too, right? Because like Bill Gates and Epstein and everything like that, and you know, I. I Why do we trust Bill Gates? Yeah, like. Well, no, but, like, um, it's not so much Bill Gates, but, like, you see how there was this just blanket response from almost every politician everywhere to not actually look at science and not actually question things, but to do what what the this one narrative was. Sure. Right? And, I, and you know, it was just making me think about, like, Epstein and everything, right? And it's like, well, how many people did he really have, you know, stuff on? Because was... how many... How many politicians do you really need to do all of this? What, a couple hundred? At least. Right? Do you think Epstein had that inform uh, information on that many people? Yes. I so, do. I would, I would say he absolutely did. Because um, Bill Clinton alone had 26 flights on his private airplane. Mm -hmm. that, that speaks to a lot. Right, but, but the whole idea is, like, Epstein apparently had dirt on a whole shitload of people, a whole shitload of high-powered politicians being compromised, and then all of a sudden you have this this disease that comes out from a lab in Wuhan, which we're apparently allowed to say now, according to Facebook. Oh, Facebook has given yeah. you permission to say that. But, uh... That's now, just, now here's the thing, right? Me. Just because, I mean, and, and, and just because this fucking thing comes from a lab doesn't mean that it's actually successful. I mean, and, uh, people... I don't remember the last time people, in general... I considered them to be competent in whatever the hell they were doing. So to think that some virus coming out of a lab is going to be, uh, you know, dangerous well, inherently. Smart people make mistakes all the time. Well, not only that, but people have just become so lazy and so, you know, who gives a shit. This is a, a great segue to my next nightmare fuel. Yeah. Which well, is hilarious. I mean, yeah, people have become so lazy and so gives a shit. I can't even get my fucking meal the way I want it 
I'm exposed to I'm supposed to expect some fucking virus that comes out of a lab is gonna be super you know uh, uh, engineered bullshit. So I'm I'm listening to um, to Tim Pool earlier, and uh, he's covering hilarious news story. Apparently, this politician in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, stepped away from his Mercedes. This is one of those new Mercedes that has uh, the push button. Mm-hmm. And he steps away from his Mercedes for five feet, five feet away, not even. And out of nowhere, a seven-year-old and eleven-year-old, these like four young children, steal his car. Must be them video games. And he almost gets, um, he almost gets killed because he held on to the car to try and uh, pull them out of the car or something. I don't know what he was gonna do, but he was defun- he was voting for defunding the police. Yeah, well, you have you have police. What is it, Minnesota, saying saying they're not going to respond to any crimes that aren't violent now? Ridiculous! You need some sort of law enforcement in society to have order. Yeah, okay? and and it's like so. Here's here's the whole thing, right? So because someone was saying uh, something, an idea that I toyed around was like the whole idea of oh, people just want to get rid of the police to have something else that's still the police, it's just different in name. But at yes. the same, but at the same time too, you know, you can look at it as, okay, well, if this if this institution is corrupt, we can get rid of this institution and replace it with all new people. But you know, and and in theory, do that with with something else under a different name. But how do you know that something else under a different name isn't just going to have the same people? That that is true. What here's another thing that I find, I think is interesting. I've yet to hear anybody talk about it. I was just thinking about it just now. Why haven't we defunded all the pensions? Well, well, that's happening through Wall Street because sure. they all—they're all getting invested in the hedge funds and everything. They ha- they'll have these hedge fund managers that are getting into the pensions and siphoning money off the pensions and investing them for the, the you know, the, the benefit of the pensions. Yeah, the benefit, the benefit of, of the pensions. And yeah, then when quote, someone says uh, your pension ran out of money. Yeah. Um. So another another nightmare fuel. So um. These these things kind of tie together. So um, I, I watched the Gray Zone, which I uh, I talked about before on this show. They're they're a good source for information, and they've had an interview recently with uh, Stephen Donziger, and this is a that? this is a case that not many people are familiar with. Stephen Donziger is a guy is a human rights attorney, okay. and when Chevron decided, you know what, we're just going to dump a whole shitload of chemicals in the Amazon. He prosecuted them, and he won because, you know, it affected a point. They, they did it knowingly. It's not like, oh, it was an accident. And it was like, no, we're going to fucking dump them here. So since then, Chevron has been making this guy's life miserable. He's under house arrest right now. Chevron managed to because get... Because of them? Yeah, because Chevron managed to get the federal judge to allow them to provide their own prosecuting attorney because the attorney general's office didn't want to prosecute Chevron case because it's basically a slap lawsuit, which is every, has every indication of being a slap lawsuit. So the prosecution, the attorney general is like, no, we're not going to do this. So the federal judge, which apparently was a lawyer, a former lawyer for the tobacco industry, allows ah. allows Chevron to hire their own prosecution team to prosecute this guy in federal court. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And, and it's because this guy, you know, he, he, he uh, exposed them dumping uh, chemicals and whatnot. So he did an interview. It's on the gray zone. Go check it out. Um, but the, this segues into something else, which apparently there's been a whole bunch of minerals found in the Andes in Chile where a whole bunch of natives live. And so what guess... What minerals? 
uh, copper and, Ooh, and valuable other stuff. Yeah. So guess what? Guess what you can expect to happen soon in Chile. Uh, the oil pipeline 2.0, <laughs> except it's mining. Something like that. But yeah, I mean the you know the 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 government. It's it's another. What's the name thing. of this company? I want to invest now. It's going to be profitable. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's going to be action through the government, probably, which oh, usually can't is. The um, because, you know, they, they don't see these. It's how it is. It's the same thing with the uh, Standing Rock and all this stuff. You don't see these people as uh, as humans because there's money to be made, right? So there's money to be made, man. It's just the same thing with, like, uh, China and Taiwan. Yeah. Because Taiwan is not a country, it's a part of China. It is definitely, quote unquote, a part of China. In the eyes of China, they own Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And in the eyes of John Cena, too. Amazing stuff. Now, I don't expect John Cena to actually know what the fuck he's talking about. because uh, you know. They threatened to not show his movie in China. Bukachi. <laughs> so the whole thing with there is so when the, the CCP decided to take over China, the, the, the Chinese government fled to Taiwan and established itself as an independent country. And because the CCP has so much leverage over everything, uh, they they strong arm everybody into saying that Taiwan is just part of China. Yes, maybe, like maybe the uh, United States should do the same thing with. Um... Well, I mean, there's a lot of geopolitical stuff going on there because you have uh, the U.S. Uh, arming Taiwan and and. No, 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 no. I mean, the, the U.S. should do the same thing with other countries as well. You know, oh. we should just say that. Um... Fuck is your fuck Palestine? They're ours now. Is ours, <laughs> or let's uh, let's it's another good country we've had a lot of influence over. Uh, every, yes, uh, the world is ours. Done, <laughs> done. There are no other countries. There's just America. We are the world. We are the world. We are us, the hedge of China. China uh, I can't forget about Russia. You can't get away from us because we'll find you every fucking where you go. China, Russia, and United States. Those are the only countries in the entire world. Uh-huh. Everything else is a subsidy of other countries. You know what you know what else doesn't exist anymore, apparently? What doesn't exist? Women. You know, I've been hearing from many people, especially TERFs, that women were disappearing. Mm. Okay? I've been hearing from a number of different sources that women will eventually just be eroded away. Yeah, well, you know what the new term is now? Birthing person. You see, I still disagree with that statement. I don't think women are birthing people. I I think they are people that give birth. Well, no, because apparently also being a cisgender woman is now violent. It's just like being a white male. (laughs) And this is the thing, right? Because you you, you had a bunch of women, right, that was promoting this idea that white men bad... And what did I say before about the slottle? What's a slottle? It's someone lower on the list. It's like a dark-haired, uh, dark-haired Nazi soldier, right? Because the Nazi, the whole Nazi belief during World War II is the Aryan race, which is blonde hair, blue eyes. So having dark hair and fighting for a belief that blonde hair and blue eyes is the perfect race. Right. <laughs> you so know? if I have brown hair and blue eyes, I'm one part Aryan, <laughs> one part subhuman? Yeah, pretty much. What if I'm Jewish and I have blonde hair and blue eyes? Because <laughs> technically, technically, I have blonde hair and blue eyes. It's, mm-hmm. it's a dirty blonde, mm-hmm. but it's a blonde hair and blue eyes. I must be of the Aryan race. No, you must be Aryan Jew. That's what they keep telling me. That's what I heard in school, and I kept on thinking, that is stupid. 
listen, you can find Aristotle anywhere. I mean, you you have you have uh, you've had uh, Jews join neo-Nazi organizations sure. and everything just because they just get rejected. Well, not only that, it's, it's it's you know people will ostracize people for the stupidest shit, and then they'll wonder, oh, why is this person doing bad things when? We treated him like shit just from the get-go because of how the, how he or, he or she looked. It's it's a self it's a, again self like I've yeah like I <laughs> like I said before people will like people to oppress them and and the the aristocracy will um, inflict this, policies this is why to Christian cause revolts. Ca- uh, Catholicism is so upfront about the fact that you must suffer and suffering is normal mm-hmm. and when you suffer it is actually good for you. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, humility is... You, you don't learn humility through hubris. I agree. Uh, I was watching this this wonderful stream on Twitch yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy, and they were talking... They were talking over a highly contested topic about people who give birth. Mm-hmm. The opposite of giving birth. Abortion. And Abortion one, only happened because the fetus deserves it. This guy was... Uh, they were trying to get this... They were trying to pin this guy down on when does life begin. Uh-huh. Okay, they, they couldn't pin this guy down on when life began. Right. And they they then went and tried to pivot to the fact that, okay, if we can decide that this person is alive, okay, this is a person and they're alive. Right. Can we decide that it is, uh, abortion is now something you shouldn't do? So here's, the, I mean, here's the problem, right? Because the whole question is when does life begin? Well, Wait, life... Hold up. Let me, let me finish. Okay. okay. So they're trying to get this guy to agree that once... They've decided that at this point life has begun. Mm-hmm. Okay, because their 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 argument was if we decided that it doesn't matter that it's not life before then, but we do decide that after we can all confirm that we agree that it is life at this point, abortion would be unless in extreme circumstances a terrible thing to do and shouldn't be done. Right. Okay, and they kept on getting the guy to agree to the fact that yes, that makes sense. And then he would, five seconds later, immediately backtrack and say, well, no, abortion can still be done. And I found the entire thing absolutely hilarious. So, I mean, the, and it's a bullshit question, when does life begin? Because life, sure. life a single cell is a it's living organism. Yeah, it's life. It's a living organism. The actual question is, when does sentience and when does self-actualization begin? That's a great question. Well, right, not because, for today. Yeah, because today we're going to be talking about connotation and denotation. And one thing I wanted to start with on, on this topic, right? So let's let's talk first identify what connotation and denotation are. Because if in case for those of you that have been listening to us for a while, part of what I want to do on this show is to have a semantic war. Um, which is because Semantics people, are great. Well, I mean it's the people like, oh you the the language you don't pay or you don't it, don't concern yourself so much with this, that, and the other thing. But the language is important. I mean, the very important. I mean, like the Tower of Babel story, right? It's very important because look what happened when people couldn't understand each other anymore, and that's what happens in society now. And you know, I've said this repeatedly throughout the show that people are saying things that have all these different meanings, which really mean something ambiguous. So, um, it's over the purpose of this episode. Well, well. In this episode, we'll start with what, what is meant by denotation, what is meant by connotation. So a denotation is a word as a utility, right? right. I want to get 
dictionary definitions. I'm going to give you the dictionary definition because this is something I teach my students all the time. Okay. What is the first word? Denotation. Okay. So a denotation. So word. What is what is the function of a word? A word is meant to convey an idea, and a denotation is the word specifically as a utility. What does this word inherently mean? What is it meant to rep? What idea is it meant to represent? From Oxford languages. The literal or primary meaning of a word in contrast to the feelings or ideas that the word suggests. Right. It's not actually in contrast to, though, because connotation is what is meant by a word by the feelings or other thoughts associated with that word. And this is where, and this is where a lot of the problem in society occurs simply through language. Now, of course, we're doing this in English because we're, we're English, primarily English-speaking mm. people. Connotation. An idea or feeling that a word invokes in addition to its literal or primary meaning. Yeah, except it's not really an addition to because it can be instead of. Because if we, for example, right, if you look at the words introvert and extrovert, introvert and extrovert, the connotative definition is that it's whether or not somebody who likes to be by themselves or somebody who likes to be around other people. But that's not what these words actually mean. Introvert, intro, intro meaning internal, vert, meaning turn, is somebody whose decisions are guided by their own internal mechanisms, whereas an extrovert is somebody whose decisions are guided by external mechanisms. I would definitely say that I'm an introvert. Yeah. If we use that definition. Right, and well, that's, that's what the words actually mean, right? So you can see instantaneously where the disparity between denotation and connotation exists because connotations become their own separate meanings and... Uh, diverge from the actual meanings of the words and this is where we have a whole lot of problems in society because nobody's speaking the same fucking language this is what i was talking about before where um we have a lot of problems with uh like the word develop and all that mm -hmm. and people people keep taking their um because develop is it, because mm -hmm. develop inherently is a is an ambiguous term sure right? So is, so is upgrade, and mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of words that I like to use in conversation, and one of the things I hate doing, it's it's just the thing, I just hate doing it, it's, so, I, so I never try to do it, is I hate repeating the same thing twice, mm -hmm. I hate doing the same thing twice, uh, which is why I'm always trying new strategies in board games, and sometimes it leads to downfalls, and Concordia and crap of that nature. Yeah, you're not like our one uh, companion. No, no, he, he, is, he is the most boring um, player I've ever played against. Uh, but you know, it's it's like winning, but boring. And, you know, and, and you know, I, I've talked about this before. It's not a great word, boring. Mm. What does that actually mean? Right, like where where people think uh, like communism means that it's oh, it's an oppressive uh, regime and this that. I, and the I other would say thing. that is. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. I would say that communism has become a word that typically is associated with right, and um, that is oppressive regimes. That but is connotation. The idea of communism is just you're, a, you're like a community of... Mm -hmm. And the, the, the reason why I say it like this is because a community can be very large or very small. But typically, if someone's using community as the descriptor, to describe a group of people, I would say it's probably less than like a hundred people is the total size. Well, I mean, even, no, you hear because uh, you hear terms like black community and that and the other thing too. What do you mean black community? 
you'll hear terms like black community, which means like all the black people of, in America or whatever country. That is country. not at all what that means. What does that mean? A group of people that are black. Right. But it typically... It doesn't mean everybody in America. Well, no, I'm saying it's typically used to refer to like all the people in America. These or people have serious educational um, potholes. Right. And that's that's the whole point of this this episode, right? Yes. To, so, so now we under, now we understand what denotation is and what connotation is. And the thing is, is that right because we learn a lot of language and a lot of definitions through other people's use of words. This is how connotations spread and get um, and become misconceptions of denotations in actual words. And I'm always finding words that you know I thought mean one thing. And actually, it turns out means something else. It's just the way I've heard them used throughout the years. You know, it turns out that they've been using completely wrong. Like we were talking about the word "smart." Absolutely. Right. So, and one thing, one question I wanted to ask is: so, where where do you think it would be beneficial to stick to denotation, and where do you think it would be beneficial to use connotation? So, connotation versus denotation. That being the difference being between them, um, feelings versus definitions. Well, association also. So I'm I'm giving a very generalized view of it. Uh, I would say if you're within a group of friends, Mm -hmm. okay, words take on new meaning because you develop um, events, rather Mm -hmm. not develop, you have events that occur to you and those group of people who you may or may not call friends. Right. And so new words will take on... I just call them associates. I don't have friends. Thank God. Fuck you people. Thank God. Suddenly those words now have new connotations because of that. Right. right, it's the whole inside jokes, inside yes. stories, and this stuff. So connotations are fantastic when you're using those definitions amongst friends or family or work coworkers that you know on a good le- on a very good level. Mm-hmm. You know, you you deal with them in your daily life, or you used to deal with them um, on a much more daily basis, right, or weekly basis, such that those on a words, regular basis. What on a regular basis? Would sure. You say. Such that those words can take on new meaning that is exclusively known to you. Right. Now, the problem becomes, and this is because of the way that people are teaching people now, which I don't really think it's really teaching. I think they're just telling people what to do, and those people are learning that this is what we have to do. Yeah, pretty much. And so because of that, uh, denotation, which is in almost any setting outside of friends and family... If you're petitioning something to the government or you're trying to set a rule of law, two words. (laughs) Fuck you, Greg. (laughs) You're trying to create a new law for um, the country or a community of some sort. Mm -hmm. You should never be using connotation to define how the law works. Okay? You shouldn't be using connotation if you're a lawyer. Unless you're explaining something to the to the jury to explain why something happened. And see, we can even see an example of this in the First Amendment of the Constitution because Absolutely. we have the freedom of the press. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? I, I don't even know. Is it, is it, Are they specifically referring to the printing press? Yeah, I mean, some people saying it's the, the ability to re, 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 uh, reproduce information. I, I think that the word they chose, the freedom of the press, mm-hmm. um, was the right word at the time that they used it. Right, because it was the, the connotation. the word in this age of information that we have right now. Right, it's not something that, that, that lasts the test of time. There, there's, um, 
the the idea behind it was a very well thought out idea. Um, <laughs> Just the wording was poorly chosen. Yes. Much like uh, uh, well, the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment has a, mm-hmm. a some of the the worst wording um, because the wording at the time was very. Very, very strong. Not strong. It was relevant. That's the word. Right. It was very relevant because we had not as much um, your typical police department because that really wasn't, Mm -hmm. that didn't exist. You know, I would say at that time, that period in time, there were typically militias or guards. um, Right. People that performed the role of what you would commonly associate the police with today. But they weren't necessarily referred to as the police. Right. And right? It's, again, it's again the whole idea that I, I say repeatedly is that brevity is only the soul of wit if you correctly get your idea across. Or completely get your idea across. Yeah, I find that to be a problem consistently with some of the people I associate. Is that I say an idea, I'm trying to use the definition of the word, the mm. denotation of the word, to get my idea across. And consistently... Someone misunderstands what I'm actually saying. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Greg? Exactly, you oh. fool. And they <laughs> they try to twist the words to... Suit their connotation. Yes. That's usually it's what it is. Ve- it's very upsetting because I want to express an idea. Mm-hmm. And I want to make certain they understand the idea. So I am alluding to the fact that it is the definition. Or I'm saying that it is the definition. I'm right. trying to get to the root of the word so that way they understand what it is. And... I guess not as many people understand the definition as it is as much as I thought it was. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the question is, is, like, how... It's really impossible to tell whether or not you your understanding of a word is the connotative meaning or the denotative meaning until you come to that point of error where there's a mismatch between what you say, what you intend to say, and what somebody else in- thinks you intend to say. So I watch a lot of Crowder, um... Especially his... Trey Crowder? Uh, Lateral Crowder. <laughs> I watch a lot of his uh, his debates that he has with... Um, you know there's a Trey Crowder. Sure. He's called the liberal redneck. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. So I watch his uh, stuff where he does change my mind segments, and I find these to be amongst the most engaging mm-hmm. because his whole thing is that he's trying to challenge a younger person to try and change his mind, mm-hmm. okay, knowingly that the person who he's going to be talking to is probably not going to have um, as good of a knowledge basis as him. Right. And I would say his goal of the entire thing is to try and get people to think about what they previously thought. Because he's trying to, mm-hmm. I would guess, change their mind well, by that's trying the same to get thing. them to change his mind. That, that's, that's the whole thing of why I say, like, I never try to argue a point. I always simply ask why and how. The right. point of me bringing that up is because at the beginning of any one of the little debates that they have, right. if there is a word or words that are ambiguous as to how it could be used, he asks them to define it. Right. And then he defines it. Right. And, and they try to come to an agreed definition for the conversation that right. they're about Right. And see, to that's have. actually a, a good way of going through things because part of communication is that semantic agreement. Um, like, uh, so I'll make fun of Red. I wanted. To, I was hoping she'd be here for the episode, but I'll just make fun yeah, of her while she's not here. Right. She was referring to a bureaucracy, right? And, and her ideas on what a bureaucracy is, but a, well, if you, but what a, bureauc- a bureaucracy is, is just a, 
controlled by appointed officials rather than elected representatives. What's well, most uh, government um, buildings? Right. That that's m most functions and whatnot. And she and she has this idea of a bureaucracy inherently being designed to empower itself and whatnot. And that that doesn't jive with with the definition. That's that that becomes a connotative association. I, I would I would agree with her that. Bureaucracies tend to empower themselves. Yeah, but I don't tend believe, to, but not it's the not, definition. Not because and bureaucracy's goal to is to empower itself. Bureaucracy is not to empower itself. It just so happens that a lot of people are very ambitious and they are very self-centered, and so right. they want to get power, and so they use bureaucracy because bureaucracy has a lot of rules that are defined as to how they can do things. Right, which is one thing I pointed out to her in a previous episode, which I'm guessing she forgot. And maybe she'll listen to this episode and, and be like, oh, may, maybe he did explain that. So but, here's but another that's, word. That's the problem with, with rules themselves, is that once once someone learns a set of rules, mm -hmm. they can then use that the connotation of words within the set of rules to manipulate the system. Right. Because, well, maybe that was how the person was using, you know... Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. Um, then another word with heavy uh, connotation associated from, uh, from disassociated from the denotation of the government. Oh, yes. Right? Because people will say the government this, that, and the other thing. Well, what does government actually mean? It's just the body that governs. So, it, and, and, you know, as I, I say, you know, to say that the government is inherently bad is like saying a hammer is inherently bad because somebody tried to hammer in a screw with it. Well, this is an argument I made in a, in a paper I did long ago. Um, I did a paper on uh, do video games cause people to become more violent or with yeah. guns and such. This was when I was in high school. I was uh, My high school was on a college campus. Mm -hmm. And so I was taking a psychology course as an elective for one of my spots in school. Right? Yeah. And so I did a paper... And in the paper, I discuss the fact that it is more of the environment around people that causes them to do what they do than a Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's whether... So, you know, well, we can talk... I'll go briefly on this, because that, that's more of uh, whether or not... How much a person's actual needs are being met versus what they have available to them. That, that's the typical instigator of violence um, outside of... Um, so the the social environment, um, but as far as video games themselves, you know, just because I want to say this because this is a stupid thing that's always brought up, the video games. Uh, let me put it this way, which is people will say, oh, well, after such and such video games out, then more violence in this area happens, There's right? No proof of that. Well, no, no. Even if that is the case, that is corollary, right? Sure. That's not that's not causatory. If you want to take now, which corollary evidence would you think holds stronger weight? Something like that, or something like a study that shows that when people play video games, they receive they, they produce the same amount of dopamine as if they would doing anything else like watching TV or reading a book or playing sports. Which which I one? I believe the study. Yeah, that that would have more pertinent corollary evidence, right? Uh, as people, long as the study is peer reviewed and they didn't, you know, make any glaring, right, right. very obvious biases. As, assuming, in the study assuming, assuming that they're peer, they're all peer reviewed and, and there were no biases, right? But even still, it 
it's that's not so much of a study as more of a measurement, right? Sure. So it's just statistic gathering in both cases, right? But people, and, and that's part of where the problem with connotation and denotation lies because people want to go with a definition that they believe because they believe it should be because they learned it that way or they heard it that way rather than actually believing, oh, I, I understood it wrong. It's, right? fu it's funny about statistics because statistics can be used connotatively or denotatively as well. And right. here's, my funny, here's my favorite thing about statistics, right? People say numbers don't lie. They okay. don't. Right? So, like, and they'll have, like, a number. You can have something there that says 50 people. Well, what's that letter P there? Is that a number? Is, what about that letter E? Is that a number? <laughs> what about that letter O? Is that a number? What? No, no, because they say numbers don't lie, right? But if the statistic says 50 people, well, P is not a number. E is not a number. O is not a number. The other P is Who not. Who the fuck is doing this? Who have you talked to that's actually doing this? No, I would do this. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> the, the whole point... It, no, but it, it, it's it's the promotion of the idea of, right, numbers don't lie. Well, a number by itself can't lie because it's just a number. It's not saying what, anything. What the, pro the problem with a statistic is that... Well, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Oh, be oh, oh. Be because, thought. because you're probably going to say the same thing that I'm going to say, right? Because the, the instant somebody says you have the number 50 there, but somebody else put the word people to that number 50, right? That's not necessarily... So one right there, then now somebody else is assigning a meaning to that number fifty, right? And that number fifty might have had a different meaning. It might have, but I would say it probably didn't. I typically see most statistics are pretty well done. It's, the problem is with the statistics is that the study in which the statistic is made is flawed or it's purposefully um, and also ninety nine percent of all statistics are made up. Look, don't quote Snapple caps to me. Okay? Do not quote Snapple caps to me. There was a Snapple cap that said. Yeah. Anyways. But no, but the, but the idea is is right. It, it, that plays into the idea of connotation and denotation, where but, people want to assign definitions to even something, or want to assign a meaning to a statistic without it inherently being there. But okay, so the statistic would be if I took four people and I asked all four of them, "Do you like?" cheese mm -hmm. and all four of them said yes then i could say a hundred percent of people like cheese i could also say it's the the there's right there's connotation to that 100 percent of people it's this study only contained four people mm -hmm. do not use to make a general assessment of people at large well i wouldn't say the connotation that's caveat okay fine all right i whatever come on we're in a semantic war here fuck you <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, I would expect you to correct me just the same, so. Definitely not. I would definitely not It's because you're a lazy you. fuck. I might be lazy. You're right. I, I, I am incredibly, uh, I have an incredible work ethic until I don't. <laughs> Is that like 60% of the time it works 90% of the time? No, 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 no. 90% of the time I work 75% as hard. Is that like, uh, I don't give 110% to everything except donating blood? Look, I don't know how you can give 110% of your blood, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, there, there is no 110% of your own blood. Unless you've 
I'm set it hey, aside. You're you're producing it as you're expelling it. If you've produced blood, you've set it aside for a special occasion. Could you do that? You could do that, right? Yeah. How long does blood stay good for? A couple days. Oh, that's like refrigerated lasts for like I think three days. Ah, that's a shame. I was gonna I was gonna siphon away blood, store it in a fridge, in a freezer, hold it. Well, and years later when I needed it because I was dying from gunshot yeah. wounds or something. Well, you're not the energy vampire in the group anyway, so. No, you're you're not the no, Colin no. Robinson. Or the Colin Robinson. Or the Colin Robinson. What about the Culling Robinson? <laughs> um, so what? So let's talk about some other popular words that uh, their denotations kind of uh, stray, their denotations and connotations kind of stray far apart. What would you, what would you say? I feel very strongly that just your your small words mm -hmm. are it doesn't it doesn't it's not specific small words but it's it's like people will use just general words in conversations mm -hmm. to like even general is um well let's pick some big words then like, like some uh, so like here's another word right anarchy right okay if you look at the word anarchy right it means without government sure. But, so, you know, it's a problem I have with anarchy to begin with, mm -hmm. is that inevitably, when, when I look at most, most uh, groups of people, mm -hmm. I cannot imagine a, a scenario in which there is not a form of government. Right, and see, that's exactly the thing. And this, you know, I, I just don't believe anarchy is a real thing. Right, and it's, it's, it's not something that you can attain, right? Because, and this is, this goes, this, remember we were having the you this, shall not not episode, yes. right? So it's, it's another you cannot not have government. Because if you decide everybody, if, if everybody comes together and decides there are going to be no rules, well, then they've just created a government. Yes, but, the, the, okay, so that, the exception to the rule of there cannot be a government is the one in which there, the government, there is no government except by having no government you've created a government of no government okay right but what is a government the government is the the ruling body yes. right so, so if, if everybody gets together and decides we're not going to have any rules I then believe, they are the ruling I body even anarchy can exist in very small pockets at a time but not, let me explain. Uh, go ahead. Try it. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> it exists for very few seconds. Uh -huh. Okay? Very, very few seconds. Okay? It's when there's complete chaos where everyone is shouting at each other. When everyone is trying to do something. Then everyone's passively agreeing that the, that the ruling body of government is the uh, everybody shouting at each other. No. They, were, they haven't agreed to anything. All they no. know... Okay. So mm -hmm. you're, you're using a... You're using... <laughs> I'm, I'm being strictly denotative here. I get you, I get you. But, okay, so it's for the few seconds in which everyone starts shouting at uh -huh. each other, for the few seconds before it becomes just complete chaos, uh -huh. where everyone's shouting at each other, uh -huh. no one can decide on what is the correct thing to do. Uh -huh. And so there was no government at that time. After those first few seconds where it is decided upon, without even knowing it, that... The rule is whoever shouts the loudest and makes their voice heard is the one who will get their point across. Uh -huh. Then a government has evolved in that okay. if I shout the loudest, I will get my voice across. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will work. Uh -huh. But that is the new government that has just been put into place. Okay. Okay. But before it gets to that point... Uh -huh. Nobody knows what the hell is happening, right. and everyone's shouting at each other. Right. Okay. And then suddenly, 
they realize without realizing it, it's a subconscious thing, is that the only way to be heard is to be louder than the other okay, person. Okay, so here's how I'm going to poke holes. I'll st I start by poking holes by asking you a question. Sure. Does something being a subconscious action make it any less viable than a conscious action? It makes it no more viable or less viable. Okay, so I'm equal playing field, right? It's an equal playing field. Okay, so this point at this point of everybody not knowing or deciding what to do, is that the stance of the governing body not knowing or deciding what to do? No, because there is no governing body. Really? There is no who's, governing body before... Okay, so okay, okay. Let's, let's put it this way. Who's in charge of the idea that nobody knows what to do? Nobody. Nobody's in charge of the idea. Correct. And yet they're all participating in the same idea. Nobody is... Nobody is aware of that existing. And then suddenly... Okay, whether, regardless of whether or not they're aware... We're talking about an infinitesimal the, small amount the, of time. The awareness level is inconsequential, right? Because the action is what we're, we're Charles, concerned with Charles, here. the amount of time that there is no government uh -huh. is so small uh -huh. as if it almost doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Okay? We're talking about a microsecond. Are people still taking an action by inaction? That is different. <laughs> that is different than this. How? How? <laughs> Before, uh, maybe okay. you people Between at home. Between the transition. Hold on. You people might be learning something right now. Between the transition of one government and another government, okay. there is no government. Okay? How? Before. What do you mean how? how? Between it's a transition point. point. Okay. It's a very small transition. All right. Point. You know what? You know what? You know what the definition of a point is? It's a something of infinite smallness. We are talking about. It was the rule was that everybody took turns talking. Okay, but what I'm saying is that a point has no. It doesn't have three areas. It just has a. Uh, it just happens. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Uh huh. Anarchy only exists as a point in time. Uh-huh. But, but a point is not something that has actual area or mass. That is why it is the exception. It is so small of a point in time. So so as something if it so small exist. So something so small that doesn't actually exist seems to exist. It's a small exception <laughs> to the rule. <laughs> I, I, I per realistically I don't believe anarchy can work ever. It can't. It's because someone anarchy will, can't exist. Someone period. will always decide. I want to be the person who's in charge. Mm -hmm. I want to bring order to this entire situation. Right, and so it's like the discussion we were having the other day. Right, you cannot not be political. Right, because every I action said you can. Right, you disagreed. No, no, you cannot not be political. You disagreed with right my because assumption. every right because every action you take is regard is whether or not you can you agree or disagree with somebody else. Uh, their explicit or implicit or non-existent political opinion. I believe you cannot be... You can be not political, but you cannot be... Un, uh, you cannot have no ideology. Someone will always have an ideology, mm -hmm. okay? The ideology will always exist. Okay, let, let's, let's, let's shelve that because we need, to, we need to get back to this government anarchy thing, right? Because here's the thing, right? Because we got to look at what the... And this is why the semantics are so important. We got to look at what a government is, 
means denotatively and what anarchy means denotatively. An anarchy is a government of no government. Well, anarchy means without rule. Okay? An, prefix an, archi, word archi, it's Greek. So, no, or without rule, right? So, if people are sitting there... People have defined... You, I get what you're saying. People have defined the rule by there being no real rule. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's, that is a rule in and of itself. Exactly. Okay? But that is, that, is, that is why there's always an exception to the rule. Okay? Which is a rule in and of itself that is the exception to the fact that there is always that a rule. That is the most circular, <laughs> retarded shit I have ever heard <laughs> There's an exception to every rule. Uh-huh. Except for that rule. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this, this, and this is why I like having these, because this is, the, this is the kind of shit I think about all the fucking time, right? Just looking through the semantics of, of things and, and having these thoughts of what can and cannot be simply because of how they are, right? So, in a, a government, right, we talk about the government, it just means body that governs. That's all the, that government means. So, if you have a bunch of people that are like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do, well, they're all the body that's governing not knowing what the fuck to do. They've decided that the way to rule is to not know what to do. Exactly. And to fly by the seat of their pants. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that is the U.S. government in some <laughs> regards right now. <laughs> that is... That is the UK government um, amongst the number of... Uh, I would say China has a better idea of how they should run things than the United States does right now. Well, let me not... I think they have a better idea of how they want to run things. The, the word should is, uh, you know, is subjective. Shoulds and wants are very similar mm. in some regard. Right. <laughs> some regard. Oh, that but, was... Wasn't that a fun little journey, Greg? Sure, it was a great journey. I think I proved you wrong, but you think you proved me wrong. Um, moving on. I've never seen a, um, a group of people that doesn't eventually default to, this guy has power, this guy enforces this guy's power, and these people, you can't even see them, they're off the screen. Mm-hmm. They listen to this guy and this guy. Mm-hmm. So there is always going to be a power structure within every group. And I, I find it interesting that people think that there would never be a power structure within any group at any time. Right. I mean, even if you had a single person, well, a single person isn't an, an anarchy, and a single person is an autocracy. No, but I, th- this is why I think communism is, um, is a stupid idea. Because well, I mean, the it, way people connotatively use it right. is impossible. It, it, it would never exist. It could not work. Socialism also connotatively would never work it mm-hmm. cannot exist it, it, the way yeah, except for th- nobody can agree on what those connotative meanings are no but even the way okay yeah i've listened to five different people try to explain it in five different ways and then another five different people explain it in another so, five different so ways let's, well hold on before we get into the connotation let's look at them denotatively right communism right you break it down commune and ism so sure. ism is or community the, and ism right well Commun- community comes I, from I the word I commune. I probably would say it was commune. Anism. Community comes from the word commune. Okay. Okay, so what, is, what does the suffix ism mean? It means in terms of whatever the base word is, right? So in terms of a community, right? Well, what the fuck does that actually mean? Well, commune is a group of people that... Live together. Yes. That's it. And they, they basically... They... That, that, does, that does not explicitly mean any sort of hierarchical... Or economic structure 
No, at but all. It, it, typically a commune is a. Well, I'm the, saying it like this. I'm saying it like this. The way that it's been practiced, that's what the you're way, going The about. way a commune is typically practiced mm-hmm. is that it is a small group of people, usually no bigger than, I would say, 50. Yeah, um, that, 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 that share resources all, yes, and workloads all, they, and all that they, kind they of stuff. Maybe a couple or fewer houses. Right, but that's not necessarily... But that you can have communes that operate in different ways. You can. Like, like look at uh, the, the Waco cult, right? Sure. Technically, it was a commune, but it was a hierarchy. Look at the but every every commune. If you look at the Occupy Wall Street movement, right? Hold up. Every commune has a hierarchy. Every society has a hierarchy. Well, yeah. Whether the hierarchy is blatant or subtle is the difference. Well, okay? I mean, the, well, the Occupy Wall Street mo- movement was a pure democracy, which means nothing happened unless everybody voted for it to happen. Right, but that was a hierarchy within itself. It was the hierarchy of the mob. The mob decided... Right, well, de- democracy means every person rule, every rule, who right? who came up with the questions that they were asking? That's an interesting... So, is asking a question a form of establishing a hierarchy? That's that's a that's a good question. We, we should probably explore that in a future episode. Absolutely. So, when I, when I think about... But hold on, let me let me just finish what I was saying. Uh, so like Waco was, so Waco was a blatant hierarchical commune. Sure. Occupy was a purely democratic commune. That's really what they were. Yes. So, so they operated in, in completely different manners. I've heard uh, Tim Pool go on about the um, the way they did the the uh, whole Occupy Wall Street because he was there. He recorded. He mm-hmm. even I think got recognized by Time Magazine for. The uh, work that he did for... This was um, before it was bulldozed. Right. Uh, the interesting thing I thought I found about that is that Tim Pool is a... Um, basically, he's an Asian American. Right. Even though he looks like a white guy. Right. Okay. But if he didn't agree with their ideas... What does the Asian American really mean? <laughs> wow. Wow. You gotta go even there? Um... It was going on that if he didn't agree with their ideas, mm-hmm. he was a white guy. But if he did agree with their ideas, he was allowed to have all of his ethnic background attributed to him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. It's just... Right. Terrible. Yeah, well, people are terrible regardless of what they're caused. Thank you. Which is the whole point of this show. Absolutely terrible. All, we are terrible. Greg and I are terrible. Red's terrible. You're all terrible, especially for listening. Why the fuck are you even listening to us? We don't know. We say inter- interesting, entertaining points of view, or maybe we just say boring, unentertaining points of view that you just dislike. Just I, subscribe. Maybe share, it's all the comment, people I've been driving. Dislike again. Maybe it's all the people I've been driving with well, sex, sexual favors. Wow, that's pretty shitty. Are you yeah. only talking to one person? Well, I mean, my sexual favors would be pretty shitty, but, you know. <laughs> you're, you're just a shitty person. I am a shitty... I'm a horrible human being. I will clink to that. And I never want to be anything but. Because the instant I am not a horrible meaning human being, horrible it means... Meaning. Yeah. The instant I am not a horrible human being, I'm probably catching the kind of attention I don't want to catch. Final thought? Uh, my final thought is that um, if you have a conversation against, uh, with anybody that turns into a debate, remember that before you get into the, the weeds 
of the entire conversation. You should be sure that the way you're speaking is clearly understood by the person you're speaking to, or else you will end up talking past each other. Because they'll assume that you mean one thing, and you'll keep assuming that they are correctly believing the way you're saying it. And no one will accomplish anything except anger from both sides. My final thought is, fuck that noise. Just get the biggest stick to beat the other person with, because I don't want to see you all kill each other. Power overwhelming! <laughs> but... That's it for this episode. Be sure to check out our next episode, which is titled Fiscal Fuckery. Or not. You know, fuck you either way. Remember to find us on Locals, Bitchute, Minds, and Rumble to check out our alt-tech extras. With that said, once again, I am Greg. And I am Charles. Remember to never question. Never ask for proof. And always believe what you're told by the news and politicians. No matter what. Now go back to sleep, fuckers. Good night, fellow human. You'll wake up tomorrow to cause more destruction and bring much more sorrow. You'll go out and smile and pretend you are good. But once you get crossed, you'll don the black hood. You'll maim and you'll rend all while you pretend that you are some kind of hero. You can't face the truth and you'll stay aloof to the fact that you're a zero. You'll sit and stay glued to a spoon-feeding tube so that you can believe you're the best. You'll obey and be bribed by a campaigner's lies all throughout the COVID murder fest. I hate you all.